Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the CRM Podcast. On this episode, we've got a good mate of mine, Bradley Slater. We talk all things rugby, growing up in the Naki, and his learnings from his rugby journey to date. Um, he is a super rugby player for the Chiefs and plays Mighty 10 Cup for the Taranaki Bulls. Um, it's a really good episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the CRM Podcast. Um, today we've got a very, very special guest, a good old mate of mine, B Slats, Bilbo Baggins. Brad, welcome to the podcast, brother. <laughs> Hey mate, good to be here. Cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. Hey, how's things been? How how you going? Good, bro. I'm just in a bit of a break at the moment. Yeah. Um, finished finished the uh, super season in the uh, studying semester and um, had a few weeks off and we're into it um, in a couple of weeks. So yeah, looking forward to that. Moving back home to the Naki. How's it? Um, how's it been home? Yeah, bro. It's good. I've been here for a couple of days now and. Um, Good to be back in the cold and the wind. Yes. Have has um Andy Andy summoned you to the farm yet? You've been lifting a few cows. Yeah. <laughs> First day back, bro. I was out on the farm, mate. Humbles you, eh? Humbles you, know you straight away. Like. Brad, get on the farm, mate. Yeah, be like be like Gav, bro. Gav will be getting you out there. Oh, like Gav's busy, bro. Home. Gav's busy. Oh. Gav and Andy keep the country running. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, um, yeah, bro, I was out there. That's good, bro. We'll, we'll swing into it. Just um, tell us a little bit yep. about yourself, bro. Um, growing up in the Naki and whatnot. Yeah, bro. So um, I just grew up um on a farm with my two sisters and my parents um out on Bow Block. Um, dad runs a dairy farm, about five hundred cows, sort of thing. And um, yeah, grew up on the farm and had a had a really good, like lucky upbringing and a great childhood um out on there and you know mucked around on the farm all the time and um kept away from the city yeah um growing up you know we were sort of you know what it's like bro you get out there and have the old man out and teach you a few things how to swing a hammer and things like that so yeah fuck nah, it's good eh? best way to grow up eh? yeah best way to grow up oh so nice bro. you can kind and of the see more, like the more the more i grow up like the more you realise how lucky you actually you actually are, you know, to have that yeah. sort of upbringing. Yeah, the more you kind of like moving towards the city or like move metros and stuff, and you like mingle with people who were never brought up in that kind of environment, you think, "Fuck you, yeah, you're well behind." Eh? They just don't get it. <laughs> fucking, you are well behind. Yeah. Eh? Nah, the more the more I grow up, the more I the more I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you don't realise it as a time at the time when you're growing up, bro. But the more the older you get, the more uh, the more you realise how lucky you actually were. Yeah, hundred percent. What was it? Um, what was it growing up with with two sisters? Do you ever wish you had another brother just to start running a muck with? Oh, bro, I did. I did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now nah, they're, they're, they're great. They're great sisters to have. But I mean, growing up, man, we used to have a lot of a lot of fights and yeah. And I'd I'd want them to come out and play games with me and you know because our dad was always out working and I'd come home and I'm like oh let's go outside and play cricket or let's play soccer or rugby or something on the lawn and yeah and they'd come out and I'd I'd get them out and I'd start like scoring a few goals or getting them out a couple times and they'd be like no I'm not playing anymore you're going too hard on me fucking middle stump 
fucking tonning century yeah. every day, mate. Fucking hell. I've taped up, I've taped up one side of cricket ball and I'm just bowling absolute <laughs> oh, out swingers. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just disrespect them, bro. That's standing. Uh, no, but yeah, that was, it was, um, it was good, bro. We had a, yeah, we had ups and downs, but I mean, um, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Bro, I oh, would have so, um, loved to have had a uh, little brother, though. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Same. I'd, I think I'd rather have a little brother than an older brother, though, to be honest. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd just be grateful for a brother. Right? You a few things, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for those that, for those that don't know, Brad's, um, Brad's old man's a pretty much a Taranaki legend. Um, how many games did he clock up for the Naki, bro? Over a century, eh? He played. He played 182 or 183. Yeah. Bro, that's unheard of these days, eh? Yeah, bro. You sort of you sort of struggle to get those numbers these days. Yeah. yeah. And and he would have been captain yeah. for majority of them, eh? Um, I think I can't remember when he. I think he became captain in '96. I think or '95, one of those two years. And then I think he was like five or six years. Yeah. So decent, decent yeah. Slot. yeah. He had, yeah. good, he had a good crack, yeah. Born and bred in the Naki, Taranaki legend, hard man. In the rugby scene or even in the farming scene, if someone asked if you knew Andy Slater, I'd fucking bounce up and down and say, yeah, of course. And his brother, Gordon. So just to give you guys a bit of a background, um, yeah, he played for the Hurricanes for quite a bit as well, eh? My old man, he had a, he had a few games for the Hurricanes, yeah. yeah. My, uncle, my uncle, actually, I think he played, I don't know if he played 50 games for the Hurricanes, I think. Fuck, that's good, bro. Yeah. That's a good slog. I'm not too sure, though. Yeah. 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 And um, the infamous Ranfurly Shield, that was the first time they ever won the Shield, eh? Can you remember what year that was? They won it in 96. I think they'd won it before that once or twice, but it had been a long time since they'd won it. Yeah. And Until when my man did, yeah, so it was a pretty big party. Yeah. Because when was the first time they won the Shield when you were around? It would have been... You weren't around was in 96, it 10, eh? 11, was it? Nah, well, nah. Was it um? Did they win it in eleven? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, I'm not I too sure now. But, but yeah, to tell us, tell us yeah. what it was like growing up, um, like with a dad who obviously had played a high level of footy, and obviously you're his only son. Like, were there any like major expectations there, or like did you just soak it all up? And because I know that you and the old man take about five hours to watch a footy game, winding it back every again. Yeah, I can check this out. What's the go here type of thing? <laughs> yeah. Nah, to be to be honest, bro. I mean, I didn't really know. I didn't really know too much about what he did when I was when I was a young fella. Yeah. Um, you know, you're pretty oblivious to it when you're young. But I mean, as I started growing up a bit, um, I used to start getting a few like comments about, oh, Andy's your dad and things like that. And as you get older, you realise how how many people actually know who your old man is, and then yeah. you start to. You know, you start seeing what he what he did do, and um, you know, it's it's pretty cool, yeah, again to see what he what he achieved when he was when he was playing, and um, what he's been able to achieve, yeah, in his life. But um, yeah, bro, I'm very um appreciative of my old man. Eh? Like the more, you know, as I say, as the older you get, the more appreciative you are, because I mean, the amount of hours and um that he sacrificed for, and your old man too, bro. Like the amount of hours they sacrificed for us. You yeah. know, teaching us the game of rugby and yeah, yeah. coaching us as little fellas, you know, driving us around here and Saturday mornings milking early so they can take us to the to yeah. the game in the morning. <laughs> yeah, the, old, the old get up and, and then, you know, get the girls in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come down and help me finish hosing off so we can get yeah. to rugby all the time. Fucking dreaming, yeah. mate. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, he was good. He was, it was cool, bro. And, yeah, um, bro. 
yeah, they they he coached me every every year of my of my um until until I left school, bro. He coached me every single year. Like he was always That's involved right. in our school teams. And yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he's yeah, I've got a lot to thank him for. Yeah, for sure. He's a fucking good man. Um, what's your what's your kind of earliest memory of like you, your dad, and footy? Like, would it be like under eights or, or anything like that, or yeah, or would it yeah, be earlier young. than that when um, he was still playing and you were a little critter running around? Yeah, I don't actually remember him playing. Like, I, I'm I'm sure I would have been to a lot of his games, but I don't remember him playing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just remember him just coaching us. You know. When you're when you're a little fella in bare feet on the yeah, know, yeah. frosty mornings, the old three dollar mouth um, guards. I used to, <laughs> yeah, bro, the old hot hot water the night before. Oh, you beauty! But um, yeah, he used to take he used to take me because he used to coach um New Plymouth Old Boys. Um, he has he's coached them now, but he he coached them for a, a long time. Um, as I was growing up, so I remember I used we used to play in the mornings, and then we used to get in the car and go to the go to the uh the senior game in the afternoon and yeah um yeah probably just doing that every every saturday was always a big day of, of rugby and then you know have a few beers in the well i wasn't but he was <laughs> in the uh club rooms after the game and you're running around having your hot chips and then yeah yeah shoot home for the for the all blacks at night you know like you can't beat those yeah. days growing up eh? oh so good yeah Bro, um, tell us a bit more, like as you as you kind of grow up, like reps and stuff like that. Once you, so obviously you went to New Plymouth Boys. Yeah, I went. Yeah, I went to New Plymouth Boys. Um, I, yeah, what was it back then? Under thirteens or something? I think when you're. What have been under thirteens? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did that because I was a like when I was a young fella. I used to be. I used to play. Um, I used to play like a number eight or like a. You know, when you when you're a young fella, you used to just yeah um, play what you were good at, and then you sort of realise that oh, there's other people. You know, when when reps is coming up, you realise there's other people that are better in your in your position. So yeah, when I was a young fella, I switched into the front row so that I could make some of those teams. Yeah, and um, that's when I first started playing in the front row. When I probably that first um, that first rep team. Mm. And then yeah, made under thirteens, under fourteens, under sixteens. Sixteens, yeah. All I was at, all while I was at school, yeah. Yeah. What was your um? Good fun. What were your first fifteen days like, bro? What were your memories like back then? Oh, cool, bro. First fifteen, everything, eh? Yeah. We had a we had a great bunch of fellas too, and um, bro, I just remember first going to boys high, you put with boys in the and the first fifteen always plays on the gully. Yeah, and when you're a young fella, bro, you don't really you don't realize, but this, they play the traditionals. There's like three or four traditionals that they play on a Wednesday, and school always finished at at twelve o'clock. So you smash your four four periods in the morning, and then at lunchtime the school finishes. So you have the rest of the day off, and all the school goes out and watches the first fifteen. Fuck, worker. And bro, you'll never forget like the first time you're a young fella and you go sit on the um on the on the terraces. Yeah, and the first of Dean run out, bro, and this whole school does a hucker for them as they run out, and yeah. and you know you, you do huckers throughout the day and throughout the game, and you just think they're superstars, bro. Yeah, yeah, because they and are then, big, man. Know, like... from, yeah, bro. When you're a young fellow, they're like, holy shit, like yeah. these guys are. 
and then once you're there, um, it goes quick, eh? Because like fast forward three, four years, and you're there. Yeah, and that's the dream from 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 that first game. You know, it's a dream. You want to play for the first fifteen, and then um, I think I had one game or two games when I was uh, um, year eleven. I played like Wanganui Collegiate or something, and and in another school. And I was like, yeah, like I'm gonna make this team next year. And then um, year twelve came along, and um, I think one of the boys, it might have been Mitch O'Neill, he got an injury, um, a quite a bad one. He was out for a while, and then I um, ended up moving into hooker, um, and played hooker for yeah since then. And uh, that's my first year at first thing. Was that year, year 12? twelve? Sorry. Yeah. 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 How did you yeah. guys go that year? We had a good team, bro. We um, I think we came third or fourth in Super Eight, and um, we we lost the we lost the final to go to Super uh, to the top four to Rotorua Boys. Oh yeah. So, who who was in who was in that team then? Rotorua. Yeah. Um, Caleb Trice was playing. I think Isaac Tiaudi and a few of those oh, other yeah. boys. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. They had a good team, bro. They were they were pretty tough. They were gun, eh? Yeah, Fuck, they yeah were I gun. think they won it that year. Was it the day where like Scott's College were up there as well? Like the Umanga Jensen yeah. and Conan Garden yeah, Bishop yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were fucking mean, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah good, good players. And tell us about your your last year in first of thing. What was it like? Like, because you were captain as well, eh? No, nah, I wasn't captain. I was um, Caelan Boshier and Tom Florence were captain that year. Oh, they, yeah. they did they did a co captaincy that year. Oh yeah. What was it like um, being first 15 and being head boy at the same time? Was that like a struggle or balancing? What was it like trying to balance that? Nah, bro, it was it was all good. I, uh, head boy for me was was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was I was uh, king of delegation, so I yeah, didn't didn't, didn't, do, didn't do too much, bro. <laughs> Just uh, shifted off a lot of responsibility to the other leaders, and um, then I just worried about my code, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, rugby was everything when I was at school. Well, especially in year thirteen. So yeah. it was all good. Um, we we didn't train too hard, bro. Like I know, like listening to some of the other boys, um, like their first fifteens, they they trained like you know five, six, seven times a week. Yeah, like I think Hamilton, they were saying they trained like nine or nine or ten times a week, bro. That's fucked, I bro. think we just did like. Tuesday after school, Thursday after school, and like a Wednesday morning or something, and that was yeah, us yeah. ready to go Saturday. So yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck it. yeah it, it, there wasn't too much commitment. There wasn't too much commitment to be honest. So you know, it, yeah. was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and you ended up making schools at the end of that year. Yeah, yeah, I did make. Yeah, made with with, with yourself, bro. And we stayed at stayed at the Mighty Kings College. Hell of a school, that bro. Hell of a school. Oh. Well, we thought we thought we we had a nice school, and then we went there. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a different world once you go through those gates, eh? Right. Oh my god! Yep. How did you? Uh, um, you guys are... How did you kind of find that process, bro? Schools. I suppose that was like the first time you and I actually were in the same team, eh? Because like we grew up in the Naki playing yeah. club against each other, and then obviously I went away, yeah. and we probably played each other once. Remember when we came down to the gully and played you guys? It was like yeah. Study your thing. Yeah, that's right. You guys came down and taught us taught us what Auckland rugby was all about, eh? <laughs> um, and then we went back to Auckland and got back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we've never no, really schools, played with each other, eh? It was kind of like our first. Yeah, yeah, it was our, our first little little crack, eh? Yeah. Um, 
No, nah, schools for me was pretty overwhelming, to be honest, bro. Like, I, I didn't really realize, like, that I even really had a shot. Like, I didn't think anything That's of it. Like, right. obviously, I always you, wanted to make it. I remember you and I having a chat, and you were like, fuck, I didn't even think I'd make barbars. Remember that chat? Yeah, bro. It was, it was, it was real bizarre how the whole thing, how the whole thing happened because, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize like that they were even actually looking at me, and I ended up making Chiefs under 18s and I was like, oh sweet, this is cool. Got in there, got to the camp, and ended up starting um, against the Blues. So mm. that was our big game. Um, you, you were playing for Blues, so were you? Yeah, yeah. Was that the time yeah. we played up in Auckland? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I and I don't really think much of it. And then I was like, "Oh, yep, sweet." And then went back and carried on playing first fifteen. And then got a message from um, Kent Curry, and he was the he looks after all the um, development players at the Chiefs, and said that I was in the running, and for New Zealand schools camp. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, what the hell? That's bizarre." Yeah. Um, didn't really think too much of it. Anyway, got the got the phone call saying, "Oh, congratulations! You've made the top fifty players, and you'll be going ah, to this camp in Auckland." And I was like, "Oh!" And then, but but there was three players or something that didn't actually get to stay on, and they ended up having to go back home. Fuck was and that? I was like, oh, "I'll be part of these three. So I just packed like a school bag, <laughs> full of clothes, and I was like, "Oh, you know." <laughs> Fucking like backpack um, with the overalls you know, getting, and a fucking pair of won't be getting picked. 18 mil studs. Yeah. Yeah. Had like winter camp and because like when you're when you're at a school like I went to, bro, like you know how rugby used to be on TV and that? Yeah. And like we used to watch first of team rugby like on the team and we used to watch all the Auckland schools, bro, and you see all these players, you're like, oh my god, like yeah, yeah. These guys are these guys are next level. Like especially watching the Auckland comp and like like a few Canterbury games and the Otago boys and that you're like, oh geez, like yeah, these guys are like top class. And then like going to the camp and seeing all these players and they're all like it was kind of like they was kind of like they were superstars, bro, because you know, we'd never seen them before, but only ever seen them on TV and we're like, yeah. Whoa, these guys are like and then I was like, Whoa, like I'm in the room with these guys. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it was like yeah. <laughs> Bro, it was, it was like it was like guys like um like Caleb Clark and yeah yeah um who else was in their team? There was like Billy Caroy and all those boys were there, and it was Billy. like he's like this is pretty cool. Fuck, we had a good yeah, team. Ended up, oh, bro, fuck, yeah, we had a ended good up team. Getting bro. selected, and then I was like, holy, like what the hell? I didn't even think I was gonna get a shot. Ended up ended up starting for New Zealand schools, bro. So yeah, like, yeah. It was, it was a pretty cool process, like especially when you're at school, like you know, it's everything to you. So fuck yeah. It's kind of um, like the yeah. ultimate day when you when you're a schoolboy footy player, you want to make schools, you want to play in that team. And to kind of yeah, what, like, describe you know, that feeling yeah. when you got named, bro. Because I've, I've I've described it on the podcast, but what was that kind of feeling hearing your name getting called out? Oh yeah. I can't really explain it, bro. It's like it was a bit of like shock and then it was sort of like what the what the hell just happened and um yeah and then just excitement yeah like yeah yeah it was yeah yeah it was pretty cool because i remember it was it was a real weird emotion because a lot of boys were crying as well because everyone was in the room and the barbars had got named so and then, like, so, like, there were some boys that were crying that had made schools. Some boys were crying because I'd missed schools and made barbars. And then there was other boys that were 
remember that they got sent home and they all like it was, the emotion was real bizarre yeah, that's it was, right. like, yeah it's a fucking tense moment bro like we're all like what 16 17 and like it's yeah. you're dealing with a fucking lot like especially as like selectors and coaches eh? like oh yeah man it, must, it actually um, must be tough being a selector i suppose yeah a lot of pressure on you like there's a few like if your team doesn't perform then it's like well why'd you select this guy <laughs> yeah it's your fault yeah why didn't you select this other guy and yeah that's the same. Like, there's not much level, difference between like the top fifty players in New Zealand, you know. Like mm. Barbars and schools is pretty similar. Sort of oh, bro! If, if you had a schools and a Barbars team and they faced off, that could be even. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure we did play the Barbars. Didn't we play them in scenarios or something? And like, yeah, we did. It was close. It was close. Like, yeah, yeah. Bro, if you look at our schools team back then and like where they all are now, like, there's a lot of them that have pushed on, eh? Oh yeah, a lot. And and we even had, like had, minimum, hell of a team. Minimum, they made twenties, and a lot of them play play and still play minor. Like, who was their other hooker? Ricky Jackson, yeah. eh? Ricky Jackson, yeah. Flynn Thomas. Flynn Thomas. Rob Everyone's Cobb. Like playing. Yeah. 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 Leggy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool, pretty cool team to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, bro, big time. A lot of them are playing super now, eh? Like you have Harry, um, Billy, Billy Proctor, Nani, Billy Karoi. Yeah. Who else did we have? Can you remember? Who were the Lucys? Oh, Hoskins. Hoskins. Um, we had AJ Moore. He was AJ. huge. Fuck, that's all right, AJ. Sione, Sione Harvilly. Sione Harvilly. That's right. You got Golden Boot, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, probably just to yeah, give cool a little thing. bit more background, like after we after we both left school, Brad and I signed with the Naki for the Mitre Ten Cup season. Um, but we both kind of wanted to study. Obviously, there's no real university down in the Naki, so um, at the time Taranaki was under the Chiefs umbrella, eh? So they kind of put mm. a deal together for Brad and I and one of our other good mates, Tom Florence, who because we wanted to study, we'd go and live in Hamilton for the first half of the year, study, play footy, and then go back and play. At The first year was under-19s, but ultimately um, might attend. Explain that kind of process to us, bro. Like, how how did you feel? It would have been like your first time moving away from home. Um, mm. You're in the halls, you're at uni, you're playing footy for the mighty Altap. How good? <laughs> yeah, how good, bro. Um. Yeah, that was that was a um, that was an interesting time, eh? Like, it was my first time moving away, mm. and um, we moved into the halls, um, and yeah, that was like that was crazy because you know you just you've just left home, you're 18, everyone's 18, <laughs> everyone's keen, yeah, just to rip into it, and we yeah, we, I think we gave it a pretty good go, eh? But <laughs> we gave it a decent um, nudge, eh? <laughs> you remember that our first yeah. O week it was our very first O week, and we had Chiefs twenties that next. Or we play Blues twenties. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Fuck, oh, we got yeah. bro memories, man. Like you got to do it as a young buck, eh? Yeah, any um, it was um, any stories from from uni, uni days, or are, are they uh, to be kept PG? <laughs> no, I'll never forget. 
one night. Um, I think there was a, I think there was a big rapper playing in Auckland one night, and it was like a, it was like on a Wednesday night or something. And we, um, remember we we used to start training at like half past five in the morning with with um with George, George the academy, yeah, George, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And some of the boys, some of the boys wanted to go up to um wanted to go up to this um to this rapper. I can't remember who it was. It would have been fucking Tom, bro. Yeah, <laughs> what I don't mean, know. Tom? And I'm like, oh, do you guys want to come? And man, you were like, oh no, nah, we got training in the morning. Like, we we can't we can't go. Like, and anyway, they just persuaded us, <laughs> and we um. We, me and you remember we ended up driving <laughs> we ended up we, driving the guns we were driving and the boys were on the piss in the back that's right and you were driving up to Auckland and we dropped them off we dropped them off it was like kicked off at like 10 o'clock or something right it was YG um, it was fucking YG YG yeah <laughs> uh, and we um, what did we do because I don't did we go or... no I remember when we, we um we went to King's and we went to the gym, remember? We went to King's, bro. We went, we had a gym session at the yeah. King's, eh? <laughs> And then we went up into one of the hostels and a couple of your mates were up there, right? Yeah, yeah, the, um, the gaffies. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember that. And didn't we, what time did we get back to the Tron? Like 2 a.m.? Bro, we, we, we put, yeah, we picked them up at like one, boosted down, got back like 2 or 2.30 and then got up at 5 for gym. And didn't Tom miss that morning? Tom, Did he miss yeah. it? Tom didn't Tom didn't make it. <laughs> he didn't make it. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Bro, but, um, so many yeah, that's, that's one of the uh that's one of the more passive passive stories, but yeah. There's um, plenty more just, just things like that, bro. Like we just we just we just did like we just went with the flow, eh? Yeah. We had Look a remember Tom. we had a saying like a few what was it? Um I can't remember what it was, but we used to just persuade each other and we'd just do shit. And, yeah, you know, that's what you it do. Didn't, it didn't take much for for one person to get their arm twisted and then all of a sudden we're all fucking necking a box <laughs> in someone's room in the halls. Eh? <laughs> yeah, bro. So good. Yeah. Fuck, I wish I could go back to those days. I remember, I remember, I remember we used to, remember we used to play for Howtap on the weekend and, um, and we used to just we used to play the game, and then we just we just couldn't wait to get back to the hostel because we knew <laughs> that there was going to be a party. And we'd fly home from Howtap, <laughs> the bottle store on the way. We used to get green cruises, bro. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we used to walk into the halls, and we used to, we could. Yeah, bro. And we used to oh, like man. we used to walk in, and we could feel the hostel. We're like, oh man, we can feel it pumping, <laughs> and then we'd just go get changed and just go straight into it. Right? Can you remember oh, um, all Carl pulling up to Howtap to trainings and stuff, and Tom playing that YG song in the back of his Subi? Yeah, he used to have a sub, eh? Yeah, back. bro, his fucking back windscreen rattling. I thought that thing was about oh, to yeah. smash, eh? Yeah, bro, it was, um, yeah, it was a that, good time, but... That's one thing that I want to do, bro, is I, I definitely want to go back and play for health at some stage, eh? Yeah. No, they they did a lot for us, eh? Like, yeah, bro. Um, they were a great club, great great bunch of people out there. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you yeah. dumped on the Hellcat fellas? Um, not for a couple of years now. I don't yeah. think. Tifo's still going yeah. strong, eh? Leggy, Mitchy J. Yeah, the boys are. The boys actually just made the. They just won the semi, so they're in the final this weekend. Beauty so, against Tech. I think they're going. They're going for a three peat, bro. Oh, fuck! You love to hear that, eh? 
Wicked, bro. Unstoppable Wicked. force. An unstoppable force. People will say yeah. that they bought their players, but who knows? Um, did you ever think of um, just just kicking back and being a farmer or getting a trade or anything like that, bro? Or like you were you were set on uni and and chasing that footy dream? Um, I think I think because I was because I was head boy at um, at school, I sort of felt like I don't know. I sort of I sort of thought that you know I could get. I should give studying a go because you know I could I being here boy you know you can get a few um got a few couple of scholarships a couple of leadership ones and it's sort of um I sort of just went and um didn't really look back but I'm I'm 100% glad that I went and did it because yeah you know it's experience it's an experience that you wouldn't get if you just had to stay back like you get out of Taranaki and we get out of your home and you realize um and you just you know, get a new life experience and mm. rather than staying and, you know, sort of finding out a new city and meeting a whole bunch of new people and that nah, was cool. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that I did it. That's good, bro. Tell us more about um your 20s journey, bro, because your your 20s journey is it's a bit of a rough one, eh? Didn't, didn't really happen, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. I, um, once we, um, once we left the hostel, um, we we moved back to Taranaki for um for Midas. Um I I think you and Tom went into train for the team and I was just I just signed a like a a little contract where I would just come in and train one day a week. Yeah. And um I remember one of the coaches one came came to me um and they said, Oh oh not one of them one must have been an S and C. It was yet, I think, and he said, Oh look, I think you should um um, you know, try and sort out a bit of your nutrition, nutrition and, and your fitness, which is kind of a nice way of saying, you know, you need to lose a bit of weight. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you need, we, you need to be in better shape if you're, if you've got, if you want to, you know, push on with your rugby career and, mm. um, ended up, ended up losing a lot of weight and ripping into the under 19 season for Taranaki. Um, that's right, bro. You were fucking doing laps on me around that field. Remember? Remember when like there was yeah, like bro, a month we, there where we just got slogged and you yeah. lost all this weight and got fit as fuck and you were beating like Tom and I on like running and shit and I was at the yeah. back. That's right. That was a yeah, big, that I was think a big you guys, um, momentum you guys, change for you, eh? Yeah, you guys had a bit of a break after Midas and like, because we only had under 19, so we only had like six or seven games and, you know, that was it. So I would just kept, I just kept training and, you know, I was I was pretty motivated during that time and, um yeah obviously tried to get as fit as i possibly could for because we got selected in to go to the december camp and um just ripped into the fitness testing and went as hard as we could there and i think um we were lucky enough to get itc contracts so yeah that's right um and we we went into the we went into the chiefs um and trained there for the pre-season and um yeah, that was that was huge, bro. Just trained our asses off. Yeah. Um, got to train with all the players. Got all this coaching. Um, you know, got all the best possible. Yeah. Help. Wicked. That's a wicked ten weeks, eh? Oh, it was unreal, bro. And I think mm. we were even lucky enough. We stayed in for like one or two rounds at the very start. 
And so we got to see, like, as 18-year-olds, how a Super Rugby team would prepare for a week yeah. for a game. Yeah. And, yeah, honestly, it was like, you know, the experience seemed to none. Yeah. So we were in – I remember we were just in tip-top shape when we got to the camp. We got to the second camp, and we were just, like, hissing by this stage. That's right. Um, and just ripped into it. Ended up ended up getting selected. Um, that was that was a very proud day, bro. One of one of the coolest days. Yeah, absolutely. Selected because you got selected as vice and, captain. Um, eh? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I did. That was um that was bloody cool, actually. Yeah. Um, so I was I was ready to go. Like I couldn't wait. Um, and it got to, I think it got to about five days before we left to Oceania, or we um we were gonna go over there. And I was in the gym one morning doing squats and um, slipped the disc in my back. I remember that, bro. Um, I fucking remember yeah. you doing that. Were you there, were you? Yeah, I was fucking right behind you. George was spotting. Was it George yeah. or Toby then? Would have been Toby, yeah. eh? I can't, I can't remember, bro, but I think I, I was doing a squat. I don't, I don't know how heavy it was. Um, and I went to re-rack the bar. And I must have twisted my back as I was re re racking it, and um, yeah, bro, disc slipped. That's right. Um, you were sore. Like, oh man, my back is sore, bro. Like my back's real sore. <laughs> Went into the physio room, and I was like, um, "Can someone look at my back? Like it's like it's I've just clipped it, or something's happened to it." And they're like, "Oh, you've just, I think you've just um, strained or something, a little something." I can't remember, but they're like, oh, it'll come right. Just take this Voltaren and, and go home and just lie down. And, you know, you should be good. So I went home, um, lay down on the couch, and, and I went, got up to go get some water, and my leg my, my leg was killing me. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Like, why is my leg hurting? My leg, and I couldn't, I couldn't walk on my leg, bro. It was like, it was, it was so sore. Um, and it was just tingling and it's probably one of the worst, worst pains I've ever had. And I'd, and what had happened was I, as my disc had slipped, I'd pinched, pinched a few nerves that went down my legs. Okay, man. Um, yeah. So run New Zealand twenties found out about it. Um, and I was fast tracked, um, straight, straight into an MRI. Um, bro, the power that that New Zealand rugby has. Yeah, yeah. I walked into the I walked into the MRI place, and the lady was like, "Are you Bradley?" As I as I was walking through the doors, "Are you Bradley?" I was like, "Yeah, sweet, come straight through here." Didn't even have to sit down; just went straight through, put, set me straight on this MRI, and pushed me into the um into the thing and got it done. And Jesus, yeah, went to see the doctor, and the results came back. Obviously, this has happened, and ruled me out and yeah that was that that was my 20s wow. journey done this yeah kind of how did you how did you deal with that bro like what was it like hearing that news and obviously it's such an exciting prospect your vice captain yeah um you've worked um, fucking hard because you worked fucking hard like how did how did you overcome that bro i was i was devastated eh? like i like I went to the doctor and the doctor told me the bad news and I think I rang my old man and I just burst into tears. Yeah. Um, like everything that I, that, you know, it's everything to you and to be selected 
and to be leaving to go on the plane in five days and then to have that all taken away from you is just like yeah <laughs> i can't even describe the feeling bro like i was yeah. yeah i was i was just i was in pieces eh? yeah. yeah um but i think what had happened was like i went to see the physio and they're like oh you know anything can happen like with this injury um it could it could it could come right and you could be good for the world cup yeah so in the back of my mind i was like right i'm going to do everything i can to be to be good to go on this world cup um because they told me that you know if i could get right that they would that they would take me so i did everything possible like a rehab 24 7 but the thing about it was bro that it was so painful that i couldn't sleep at night like i had oh, to have really? a chair i never knew that i'd have a chair on the bed so that i could rest my legs like up in a in, that, in like a position on, on top of the bed so that i could take the pressure off my back so i could sleep like it was ah, that's horrible yeah it was it was pretty messed up bro but um yeah got pretty much um it never came right and obviously the 20s went away and um and i was like all right i'm because i'd been signed to go play for the you know taranaki team that was my first season that mm-hmm. year and i was like all right i'm gonna do everything i can to to make this to make be able to play my 10 yeah and um you know <clears throat> as time went on um it wasn't coming right and yeah never never came right that that whole that whole year so I, was, I don't know how long I ended up being out for, but yeah, it never came right that, that whole year. And um, yeah, so it wasn't wasn't a great it wasn't a great start. Yeah, how did that career. affect your um, mental health, bro? Like, obviously, it would have t- taken a bit of a hit. And what did you kind of? Yeah. And like, what what helped you kind of get through? Um, well, to be to be honest, bro, like I didn't really know. I didn't really even think about my mental health. Like I didn't really know what that was back then. Yeah. Um, and I think when you're going through something, you don't actually realize you are. Yeah, um, so I didn't really know much about it, I, but um, yeah, I, thinking back, like I was in bits and yeah. um, like I, like the way I was dealing with it, bro, was that I wasn't watching, I didn't watch any rugby, didn't watch any of the twenties. Didn't watch any minor 10, didn't watch any All Blacks, didn't watch nothing. Like, usually I'm watching every single game, and I didn't watch anything. I just stayed completely away from it. Um, yeah, I can't I can't remember what I used to do during the days, but um, I, I was at home, um, and I went back to Hamilton, and I actually studied. So I just put all my time and effort into study. So I'm glad that I had that because it gave me something to do yeah throughout the day you know like yeah. i was just going to i was going to all the classes and i was putting all my thought thoughts and energy into that which which probably helped quite a bit yeah how how important was it to kind of have like an uh i suppose a positive mindset through all of that because it's such a hard such a time of like hardship you know yeah i think the best thing that happened was that everyone like like the physios and the doctors said oh you know try and be back we'll try and aim for this date so mm. it was motivating for me because i was like oh man i'll do everything i can to try and be back for this date and then that date didn't come it came and it went and then they're like oh okay sweet that's all right we'll, we'll try this date so then i'll do everything i can and try and get to that date and then yeah. you know that that date came and went and then the next date came you know sort of thing so i guess from a that was good that they did that for me because you know it kept me motivated to try and 
try and be there for that. Get back on the field, um, yeah. Those dates, yeah, yeah. What was it? Um, what was it like making your Taranaki debut? I think I remember it. Was it yeah, North Harbour? So, yeah, I debuted in um, 2017. Um, I think the boys had made the semi-final the week before. That's right. And um, they chucked together a fucking like a uh, C squad, eh? Yeah, yeah, bro. We took Taranaki C's up to play North Harbour, um, and I think. I was on the bench and I think at half time it was like 30 nil or something and they were like, okay, we'll just chuck the bench out there. <laughs> so we all went on at half time and um, I think we ended up losing like 60 something to 10 or something. Yeah, we got a number on us. Yeah, to be the least, scored like six tries or something. That's yeah, right. like I think he bumped me twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we all got bumped on Brian Bro, but yeah. Um, Nah, still an unreal day. Eh? Like you never, yeah, you never forget your debut for your for your team, and especially playing for Taranaki, which is you know a team that I've wanted to play for ever since I was I was a young yeah, kid. Ever so. since you're young, but the old man yeah, would have been happy, awesome. bro. He would have been proud. Yeah, bro, I think he, I think he made the, made the trip up. He flew up, so yeah. Um, you know, it was pretty cool. Even though you know it was a it was a bit of a nothing game. Like everyone knew that we were going up there just to rest the starting team before the semi final, but it was still we st- it still meant everything to us, and we still gave it gave yeah. it our all. So yeah, that's right, hundred um, percent. Yeah, it was cool. How many games you clocked up for the Naki now? You'd be close to thirty, eh? Nah, nah, because I um I've only played I think I played nineteen. Oh yeah. Um, so I've only played two. I debuted in two thousand seventeen, played one game, and then missed that whole two thousand eighteen. Injury and then nineteen and twenty. So oh yeah, you got about one hundred and sixty yeah. to go to beat your old man, bro. Very. Uh, I've got about twenty more years to play before <laughs> you've got about I twenty more seasons. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's the um? How's the season clocking up this year, bro? How are the boys looking? Obviously, you guys are about to assemble in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we're assembling in not this Monday, the next Monday coming. So. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be good, bro. Um, we've got Barnsey Neil Barnes is our head coach this year, so nice. he's a born and bred absolute, you know, knacky hard. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's he's been assistant coach at the Chiefs for the last five or six years. Um, so you know he's gonna he's gonna bring you know just absolute passion oh. <laughs> to oh. the uh, to the knacky and um, and you know we've got a lot of the team um, is born and bred players. Yeah, um, nice. at the moment, and you know, so yeah, it's an exciting, it's good, an exciting season. It's ahead, bro. It's gonna, it's gonna be good. That's good, bro. That's good. I'll, um, I'm looking forward to watching. Obviously, I'm not quite in the picture anymore, and left, left on a bit of a sour note. But it's not to say I haven't been watching with a close eye the last couple of seasons. Eh? You'll be back, bro. You'll, you'll be back. <laughs> um, moving, moving forward, bro. You. Was it the year of your twenties when you when you missed out that you'd signed a three years eh with the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah, because I um, it was this it was the um, year of the ITC um, contract, and um, obviously uh, we obviously went up there and trained with them, and they um, offered me a they offered me a contract. Um, was so the next year was. Uh, was there a replacement player? Yeah, it was before I got injured. So the next year was a replacement player, and then it was the year after that, and the year after that. Oh yeah, so you'll be um, in your that I was going to be now. Fully signed. This is my second 
yeah, I've just finished my second full season. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Tell us what that was like, bro. What was it like being a fully contracted player as a super rugby player? Um, yeah. And what was it like making your debut? What's that What's that level like, bro? What's it like? Bro, it's, um, it's crazy, bro. It's like... It's it's so fast and so physical, like a whole nother level up from from Mighty Ten. Um is it is it much different to cool, super trainings? Yeah. Fucking hell. It's um it's it's very challenging. It, it um you gotta be up for the challenge, bro. Like because everyone's just as good at each other and any anyone can beat anyone on the day. So if you're like half a second off, you know, you lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas at Mitre 10, if you're half a second off, you can get away with it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's cool, bro. Like, I um I made my debut against the Sunwolves. And, um, was, wasn't it was that in Japan, Pellets, bro? Didn't you go to game. Japan? Yeah, that was the next year. But I actually played against them in New Zealand. And bro, oh. we um, we lost. And um, it was it was our, it was was uh, the first time the, the Sunwolves had beaten the Kiwi team. Yeah. And it was wow. it was Brody's Brody's hundredth game in my debut and and yeah, bro, we lost and it was like what the hell just Fuck, so your debut was the I'm same playing. as Brody Retallick's hundredth. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. And, um, fucking and I was like, bro, what what's just happened? Like I'm part of the Chiefs and we just lost to the Sunwolves. Like, what's going on <laughs> yeah, here? Like just, it was a, just hard to come to terms with they. Yeah, it was um yeah, it was bizarre, bro. But um, it was cool. I did a lot of traveling with the team that year because um, I was a replacement player, and mm. and um, I think Nathan Nathan was was um going through a few injuries at the time, and Liam Polwart was going through his concussions. Yeah. So um, I ended up traveling to m- most of the away trips, um, and um, because yeah, just just in case sort of thing. So you know that was that was a cool cool season. Okay. And, uh, you know, soak it all in. How many super caps do you have now? Um, twenty-seven. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy fuck, man. that is wicked. Yeah. What's it? Um. Yeah. What's What's it like packing down in a scrum against the Crusaders, bro? Let's say like you've got a all-black front row. What's that like? Is yeah. it daunting? Like, is it? Um. Yeah, it's it's tough, bro. Like, you don't like, a lot of people like unless you're in the front row, you don't realize what what a scrum is, is actually like. But you think, oh, the boys just just hit and hit each other, and 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 if you're not if you don't like win the hit, or if you're not strong enough, you lose. Yeah. But bro, there's a lot of technical there's a lot of technical things that go on in a scrum, and yeah. um, I'm still learning. Like, I'm I'm not even not even close to like learning. How to be dominant in a scrum Fuck. yet um but yeah packing down against joe moody and cody taylor and like it's like it's yeah <laughs> it is it's, um, it's a challenge bro because you give know, them a piece of fucking going necking, on, bro. Yeah, yeah bro you've got you've got them going on all different types of angles like you can use your shoulders you can use your chest you can use your head to manipulate another the, the opposition yeah so yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot to it. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty tough, bro. <laughs> not, not gonna lie. Yeah. What's the um? What's a week of prep look like for 
for you individually if you've got a Sunday night game yep. in your Monday morning? Yeah, so on a Sunday, I'll go in if I played on Saturday and I'll do my recovery. I'll do, I'll run, uh, not run, I'll bike um, and do my hot colds, stretch, and then do review of the game. Hmm. Um, so we're lucky, like the, the tech, bro, like the technology and the analysts just like next level, like they've got everything done individually coded, um, line outs are coded drop balls are coded like everything's coded so you can just go in and it's all ready for you the next day so you go in and you can look whatever you want um so you do get all your review done and then go in monday and we'll review as a team um and then we'll sit down and go through all our adjustments for the week so the boys like the game drivers nines tens leadership group and the coaches have Meet, they meet in the morning and they decide what we're going to run for the week. Yeah, and then we all go in um, and then we learn it. Um, so we'll, so we'll smash out a gym on a Monday and then we'll go out in the afternoon or after the gym and we'll do um, conditioning games. Just like get the legs, you know, get the legs ready and get all the uh, lactic acid out of them and um, mm. get get a bit of a heart heart heartbeat up. Um, and then we'll go through our adjustments, line out adjustments and our moves. Um, and then have the rest of the day off. And then Tuesday is a big day. So our front row this year, we were going in early and we were doing a front row session. Um, just, you know, learning. Everyone everyone has a go and everyone learns off each other. And we'll say, okay, we're playing these people this week. They like to do this. So we're going to prepare for this. And, and this is how we're going to, you know, attack them and defend them sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then we'll come in, we have a meeting forwards are going to the gym, backs to go out and do units and then we'll swap it over and then lunchtime and then we'll go out and the Arvo and do the team training. Mm. Wednesday off if we've got a Saturday game and then Thursday, some exact same as Tuesday, Friday captain's run, play right. Saturday. Much contact throughout the week? Um, yes, on Thursdays. Yeah. We do a lot. Yeah. Well, not a lot, but it gets less and less as the season goes on because the boys are getting more tired and yeah. more sore. Because um, it is a long season, and you know, at that level, um, there's a lot of players, especially as they get older. You know, they know what they need, and they don't need contact throughout the week to know that they can be physical on a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it gets less and less throughout the year. But yeah, a lot of people don't do it as well. Like they, they you just do what you need after training. Yeah, but yeah, there's a bit of it on Thursday. What's your um, go-to on your days off? What do you do? Study. <laughs> try and try and get that done. Fuck's sake. Usually no um, way. Try, try to play a bit of golf as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you're handy on the golf course. Got a, oh, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. Um, play a bit of golf and then just, just hang out, rest, rest up, chill out at home, get a few jobs done if I need to, any admin. Coffee? Yeah, just... Yeah. Love coffee. What's the go-to um, coffee? Um, just a flat white, bro. Yeah, humble flat white. Boys, especially when we're on tour. Especially if we go away, coffee and cards every every morning. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's good fun, bro. Is it? Um, are you still pinching yourself, bro? Like, kind of being in that environment. You're growing up, always wanting to be there or thereabouts, and and now you're there, living that dream. What is? What's that like? Like living your dream. 
Um, no, nah, it's obviously it's obviously cool, bro. But I mean, um, you know, I'm still I'm still only young, and I'm still still learning, and I'm and I'm like, I'm just I'm just motivated to keep getting better, you know, like hundred percent. Um, these players, like everyone there, is, you know, older and experienced, more experienced, and um. It's cool to learn off them because they've got, you know, a lot of them, there's a lot of All Blacks at the Chiefs and they've got a lot to offer. Um, so, you know, getting around them, learning off them, watching how they train, you know, how yeah. they do things, how they prepare. Um, yeah. Okay. Just just wanting to keep getting, keep getting better. Yeah. Um, how, how are you finding Hamilton? You Because you bought a house there, eh? Yeah, I've got a house in Hamilton. Big nose, bro. It's, Big nose. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks, bro. No, it's cool. Hamilton, you know, it's not a, it's not the desired uh, destination <laughs> by many people in New Zealand. But no, it's 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 all good. And um, I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't want to be there the whole year. Like, I definitely enjoy coming back to Taranaki for the second yeah. half of the year because you know it's a bit of a change and um, it's cool. To, it's good to get out of there, but um, it's it's a good place, bro. Yeah, I mean, um. What's your Super Rugby kind of journey looking like in the next couple of years? Have you re-signed or? Um, yeah, I've got another year on my contract, and I think I've got a I've got a review coming up. So, like, they'll just review how you're going. I guess mm. if they're happy with how you how you are, and if they might want to re-sign or otherwise, if they say that I'm not needed, then I'm free to look elsewhere. I think. That's, what, that's what's coming up, yeah. Right. But right. I want to stay at the Chiefs, bro. I, I love it there, and um, there's a lot of young, good young players there, and um, you know the future's looking bright at the Chiefs, and we want to, yeah, we want to sure. keep, it, keep it on. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, now we've got. Obviously, I'll put up on my story. Actually, before we get into the Q and A, biggest learning um, over the last couple of years in terms of your footy. Um. Just learning. Um, looking after my body, mm. I think. Um, it's the money yeah. maker, eh? Yeah, you've only really got you've only got so so long to play rugby. Like it's a real short short amount of time, and I think durability is is huge in rugby. Like if you're always available, then you're always giving yourself a chance True. you know to keep getting signed or you know to play well and impress and keep keep getting signed and keep playing so just yeah rehab prehab just everything just smashing that and looking after your body yeah um you know because at the end of the day it is you know it is your your money maker, I guess. And, yeah, for sure. 100%. You know, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not available for for selection, someone else is. So it's pretty, and it's a pretty cutthroat business. Like if you get the chance and you don't play well, then you may not play the rest of the season. You know, if, if oh, yeah. someone else is playing well. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's good, that. bro. I suppose there's a silver lining in there as well. Like obviously, you started for schools. You were meant to be vice captain for twenties, but completely missed out. And now you've played close yeah. to 30 caps Super Rugby and you might attend and you're like, you're looking real good, Nick. And then if you put me in there, for example, schools, 
20s, missed out on both World Cups, and I'm not even in the system. And I suppose, like, if, if there's a young listener out there who's keen on footy and stuff, if you're young and you don't make the age groups, it's not the fuck will be on an end. Or, like, if you think about my position, for example, I was schools, Caleb Trask was Barbas, um, and now Trask is like a Māori All Black, you know, and, and I'm I'm a pig, you know, <laughs> like, you know, just like comparing things like that. So, look, it's it's never over. Um, if you're young and you're not and you're stressed about not making 20s or you're on the bench for your club side, like it's never really, it's never really fucking over, really, is it? Because anything can happen. I suppose it's a, it's a big learning that I took out of kind of your footy journey to date anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty There's plenty of examples of of people that don't go through the school system. And like you look at Ethan DeGroote, like I think he's our age. Is he? He didn't make any. Yeah, he's our age, and he didn't make any of the teams, and um, and he's an All Black. So yeah, yeah. Stay late bloomers, it. bro. Late bloomers. Keep working hard. Yeah. Pick too early, bro. Pick too early. <laughs> um, bro, you got plenty I, of footy left in you, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. I've chucked. I chucked up on my um on my story the last couple of days. Um, people who wanted to ask you some questions. Uh, there's quite a bit here. Yep. I think I've counted close to 20, so we'll nut through them. Um, yep. One one from me that we'll get started, bro. So obviously you and I, we started the same. We kind of went through the age groups together. You're still in the system and yep. I'm not. What would you have told me knowing what you know now? Um, just, just stay, stay in it, bro. Like... Mm. Um, there's so much there's so much to learn um, you know being being a young kid and you so, like you get like I listened to your podcast the other day and I agree with you like you get sold sold this dream and, and you come into it and you've got high expectations but at the end of the day like you're like you're only young and when you get into that environment like you're probably not ready as a 19, 20 year old yeah, um, yeah. to be able to play at that level and you know, there's some big bodies out there, some real experienced players, and and the more you play, the better you're going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, just stay in the flight, keep learning, keep keep training, and and your time is going will come, and you will get an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's kind of like towards the end of that podcast. Like one of the main things that I wish I'd done differently was just be more patient. Like. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. I think like I wanted it now, and I wanted it then, and I wanted I wanted to play for the Naki, but the Naki didn't want me, and. Yeah. I kind of just fucking threw all my toys out of the cot. So I think I always, I always kind of reflect on it and look back and think, fuck, what, like, how things may be different if I just played one more season, bro, club, and then went elsewhere to play Mitre 10. Like it could look a lot different, but I guess uh, it, it's a good learning for me. And like, I mean, I'm only, like you and I were only 22, and there's still a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of footy yeah. to be played. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens, but. I thought I'd just ask that question because I thought it'd be interesting to know. Obviously, you've kind of you've stuck through it and stuff. Um, yeah. Um, next one. Who was your idol growing up? Um, bro, I used to love um, Richie McCaw and um, Dan Carter. Yeah. Just the just the, the legends of the game. Like we used to watch a heap of um, a heap of All Blacks growing up as a kid, and Richie was always always the man um yeah. you know stealing balls and um playing 80 minutes just 
every week in week out with you know cuts all over him and just Fuck yeah you know, eyes falling out of his dome yeah absolutely oh, yeah he was he was the man bro bro I feel like there's something different obviously after DC's left and like Richie's now left I feel like there's like the seven and ten All Black jersey is just far more prestigious for some reason than the others obviously they're all a fucking All Black jersey so they're all like you know yeah. immaculate and and, and the, the the ultimate pinnacle but. I feel like there's just something about the seven and ten jersey that like legends are born to be yeah. in those jerseys, eh? Yeah, like I guess they're just such pivotal positions. Like Richie McCall was the captain for was long, like our whole childhood. So mm. like, you know, that seven jersey's just, you know, he steals the nut and he, you know, he plays eighty minutes and he, yeah. he's a leader. And yeah, obviously, yeah. number ten calls all the shots and Dan Carter. Didn't really miss a kick growing up, so like yeah. you know, yeah, they're pretty pretty massive. Um, advice to your younger self: What would you tell young Bradley Slater? Um, what would I tell my younger self? Just keep having fun. Mm. Don't don't put too much pressure on yourself, um, and just just live your life. Take each day as it comes. I think. And, and and probably the other thing is appreciate what you've got what you've got as well yeah um because got it a lot yeah i had a pretty lucky childhood and Usually listen to music as I'm as I'm getting ready, like as I'm stretching and getting my boots on and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, on that topic, any superstitions? Like left left boot on first. Um, nah, I've probably just been just checking my bag, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, making making sure that I'm prepared. Like, I read this book one time, and and one of the one of the um. One of the points I took out of it was making sure that you're prepared for everything. Yeah. Um, so, like, making sure that I check my bag to make sure I've got my towel. Like, I always carry, like, two or three mouth guards. So, like, if something happens to it, I've got a spare one. If something yeah. happens to that one, I've got a spare one. Yeah. <laughs> I always, like, um, making sure that, um, you know, I've got extra sprigs. I've got 
undies. Like I've just got everything, just making sure that if anything went wrong, I'm I've got I'm I'm right. prepared to off, yeah. to deal with it. Bro, the funny story, like um just just on that not being prepared. Um when we went to Aussie, we went to um when we went to play the Reds in Townsville, um I um I decided to take one pair of boots. Cause I was like, oh, you know, one pair of boots, it'll be fine. And the week before, I travelled to um, to to Perth to play um, to play the Western Force, and I took two pairs of boots. And yeah. there was everyone was like, what the fuck did you bring two pairs of boots for? Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, I just got to be prepared. Like, yeah, you know. And then I took out heaps of room in my bag. Anyway. <laughs> um, went to the next game. Went to travel to the Reds, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't need one pair of boots. Like, it's just one game. Like, it'll be fine. And they they were a little bit like got to Thursday training when we were over there and they were a little bit dodgy. And um yeah, got to the game, bro, and I was like, fuck bro, these boots, I don't know about them. I ended up <laughs> taping both of them up. And anyway, halfway through the first half, um, they had an exit line out, and I think it was Harry Wilson. And I was ta- I was doing it at the back of the line out and Harry Wilson ran down my channel when I got too square on him and he stepped inside me. And as I went to push off my outside foot to tackle him on the back on the inside, my boot, boot fully ripped and my foot went straight out the side of my boot. Fuck. And, bro, I, like, yeah. So my boot was fully ripped out the side and I, was, I, ta- I got the physio to tape it up. <laughs> and I didn't have a spare pair of boots. Yeah. So Fuck the one I'm halfway, time. I'm halfway through, bro. The one time, bro. Like I'm halfway through the first half of a Super Rugby game, and I've got this boot. Like my boot's fully ripped out. Didn't have a spare pair. I ended up Bryn Gatland. Luckily enough, was the same size boot as me. So I managed to get to half time, and then at half time we swapped all the sprigs out of my boots, put them into his boots because he didn't have big sprigs in. Fucking hell. And then hell. put his boots on. And um, ended up playing the rest of the you know twenty minutes of the second half with Bryn's boots on, um, bro. And then and then we got stuck over there with COVID. Um, ended up playing our last two three games in Aussie, and I didn't only I didn't have any boots. Like oh. I, like, luckily enough, one of the boys, Tom Tom Florence actually got came over for injury replacement, and he bought his spare pair of boots. I ended up playing in those. Yeah. So yeah. A piece Funny of how it works, eh? It's Matthew's law, bro. Bro, a piece of advice, bro. Be prepared for everything. Yeah, yeah. that's a little funny story. 100%. But, yeah. No, that's good. Um, one question came through. Obviously, you're handy on the cricket pitch as well. Did you ever think about pursuing cricket instead of footy? Um, no, nah, not really, bro. I wasn't. I wasn't that good at. I wasn't that good at cricket. Like, I um, I love playing. I love playing it while I was at school and like um. I played. I played for the seconds one, a second eleven one time, and like I was lucky enough to. There was an injury, and I got called into the first to play, and and then I ended up playing a good couple of years of, um, first eleven, which was which was so cool, bro. Like, um, yeah. some some of the best memories playing cricket, eh? Because yeah, yeah. The, the boys that play cricket, bro, they're completely different to rugby. Yeah, like completely different, completely different banter, com- like just. Just yeah, yeah, completely opposite to the rugby boys. So it's yeah. so refreshing. Like in the summer, mucking around of those boys talking about like talking about cricket, and and then you get to rugby, and it's a completely different conversations. <laughs> um, but I enjoy my time playing cricket. But um, no, nah, never never thought that I would that I would play it seriously. Eh? It yeah, it's just um while I was at school, 
um, yeah. Salmon and Yeah, I've got cool, I've got cool, three cool, of cool three of the, um, three similar questions here from some of the boys at yep. the Chiefs. Um, yep. I, I bet you'd be able to fucking guess who they who they came from. Number one, do you yeah. have the smallest calves in Super Rugby? <laughs> Oh my god! Well, why is that question being asked? Who did that come from? <laughs> Guess, bro. <laughs> uh, I don't know, bro. It could be all of them. I I cop a lot of flack about yeah. it, though, but yeah, <laughs> just un just un unlucky unlucky. I've got I've got some small calves there. Blame bro. it on the genetics, bro. <laughs> Next one, yeah, bro. Is, um, from one of the other boys. How do you have such a big upper body, but also have such a Oh, but also have such small legs at the same time, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of who that was? Uh, bro, who was that? That was X, bro. That was X. <laughs> First one was oh, Bobby. Bro. First one was Bobby. Uh, Last one, bro. Uh, Do you lose balance from being so top heavy? <laughs> I got a name and shame, bro. That was Rob Cobb. Oh, bro. Shame on you, Rob. Cobb always lost in the semis, you bastard. Yeah. Bro, they might still they still do the same thing, bro. That's it, bro. 100 percent Um, a few more to finish off, bro. Yep. What would you want to see change in the rugby environment, if anything? Um oh personally um just the just the importance of club rugby mm. like i just feel like um the importance of it is 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 slipping away and and it's such an important part of new zealand rugby as, as club rugby and um we need to put we need to put more time and effort into it like I think there should be a window somewhere that, so that the boys that are playing super that they get two or I don't know, one or two weeks where they can go back to their clubs and help them out, coach mm. them, because um, there's so much to be learned, bro. Like the the difference in, in learning from super that what we learn compared to what the to what the clubs know is, is huge and like yeah, and for us to develop our game, like we need more players playing, like. I feel like club is depleting like the amount of players that because of the, because of um, professional rugby, if, if players feel like they're not going to make, make it or get a contract, they'll stop playing because they yeah. can't be bothered. Yeah. Whereas back in the old days, they used to play for fun and everyone used to play. And yeah, that sort of, that, that side of rugby needs, needs um, help. I think it just, just put in a bit more time and effort back into the clubs to keep everyone excited about, rugby on a Saturday, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, last one, what were some of the habits that helped you reach your goals? Um, work hard, bro, like work ethic. Like I pride myself on on, on working hard and um, just making sure that I do everything possible to give myself the best chance yeah. of, you know, succeeding. Just doing all the little things really well like stretching well um recovering well um getting my book and learning learning you know learning all the moves and um growing growing up just um 
just being re- really well prepared. Yeah. You know, just so that so that I know that when I get a chance that I can prepare, that I can impress and yeah, play well, really. Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that I've always admired about you is probably your professionalism, eh? It's always been like you always kind of know what you want and if you if anything kind of like drifts you want like away too far from the game or from your goals you always want to kind of put your foot down and sacrifice small things that's probably one thing that i took away from what learning that i always came from you um do you have any like daily routines or like any like a morning routine when you wake up or um not not really bro i think throughout the season like i always always make sure that um, that I try and get in, get in early, like um, so that I can nail, nail all my stretching and and prehab. Like my, my my morning routine would be to get up and have my breakfast and my coffee, and then get into the training, mm. um, and jump on the bike, um, you know, have a have a spin, warm my warm my muscles up, and then stretch. You know, make sure I know know all of my shoulder work and my stretching my hammies and like doing all that stuff going on the video like reviewing and previewing and you know just you know going the extra doing that going that extra mile to make sure that i'm ready to go yeah bro 100 well it definitely looks like you're um you're reaping reaping the rewards for all that hard work anyway yeah thanks bro um that's that's um that's all the questions we've got, bro. Is there anything else you kind of want to touch on before we wrap it up? Or um, no, just yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on, bro. It's good, good to have a chat with you. Yeah, bro. No, it was um, good to. It's obviously been a while since we've kind of had like a, a good a good yarn, but I suppose it's not the same over Zoom. It's probably better at a bar over a few beers and whatnot, eh? <laughs> yeah, bro. A, a few a few more of the true stories will come out over a few beers. I'd yeah, say. absolutely. And without people listening into what we've got to say as well. <laughs> hey, bro. I'll um, I'll, I'll leave you to it. But it was it was fucking awesome to get you on the podcast. Um, I appreciate it's your first one, and you did and you did good. So, um, yeah, I've been watching you with a close eye as, as a good mate of yours over the last couple of seasons, and hopefully, um, hopefully one day we get the opportunity to lace up again. But I'm immensely proud of you and everything you're doing, bro. And Hopefully I can uh, get a few days off and come and watch a few more games of yours next couple of seasons. Yeah, bro. No, thank you very much. I know there's I know there's plenty of good code in left, bro. You'll be you'll be back. Plenty of good bees code in me, bro. Plenty of good prem bees. Hundred <laughs> percent, uh, bro. That's what it's all about. Yeah, bro. That's all about it. All right, bro. We'll um I'll flick your message and we'll um we'll try and catch up. Yeah, sounds good, bro. All right, brother. Good to see you. Eh? All right, catch you, bro. Bye-bye.